welcome to episode two of the podcast that has yet to be named. In this podcast, Tim and I will discuss why we decided to start a podcast and what we hope it can turn into. We'll take a look at the dangers of podcasting and how to overcome them. We'll talk about how to filter your inspirations. We'll look at the power of story and have a brief discussion on a possible future guest. Thanks so much for joining us and enjoy. But anyway, so I don't know, it's still the podcast yet to be named, um, which is fine, <laughs> whatever, maybe it stays that way forever. And then, uh, yeah. and then I just figured we'd chat about why we want to do a podcast. So, Tim, why do you want to do a podcast? Well, for it's actually been a few years that I've felt this nudge to reach out to you in particular and uh, set something up. I had all, and it's it's evolved because the original felt my original thought was, uh have conversations with you about uh becoming an arborist and uh and i thought it was you know it would be really useful because you and i have so many connections with in the field of arboriculture of like really amazing people that we can you know just get to know their stories but then also utilize them as resources of like the information they have because uh i don't have any certification whatsoever for anything and i was looking into it and there was no like there was basically nowhere to listen to anything interesting that would pique my interest and encourage me to learn and invest time you know uh there just weren't very many podcasts about the information so i I, it popped into my head a bunch of times that it would be cool but now it's evolved and we've uh started this leadership program and Again, it just popped up. I was like, I just want to have conversations with Tony and then interview people about leadership. Because again, we're in a community, even in the field of arboriculture, but then outside of that, we have access to so many amazing people who have uh, experience with conscious leadership. Um, and I think it's just really important podcasts, like long form podcasts, where we can have conversations and just put it out to the world and people could kind of just be that fly in the wall. I know that I'm, I love podcasts. I listen probably every day. I've at some point I've got a podcast on and sometimes I'll listen to podcasts that are three hours Mm -hmm. long, you know, and invest quite a bit of time into listening to these podcasts. And, uh, you know, uh, the other thing is, is how many times are you and I having a cool conversation or we're having a conversation with Amanda or Angel or just anyone, any of the people that are in our immediate community that we just think afterwards, wow, that would have been really cool and helpful to record that and then just let people listen in. Uh, so I guess really long story short is, uh, I love having conscious conversations with you and with other people. And I think that it could, we could be really useful by sharing that experience. So it's just, uh, whether 10 people ever listen to this thing and one of those people get some cool information out of it, it's the idea to be useful and share our experience uh, with all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. I think my motivations are very much the same. Once, you know, the podcast has been on the list for a while. I mean, years ago, probably 19, 2009, 2010, I messed around with some audio stuff, excuse me, um, doing some, it was basically like voiceover podcasts and stuff. And I was kind of doing it for training programs. And I really enjoyed the recording process and the technical end of it. Oh, I do a podcast. That'd be great. And then, 
it just gets backburnered, right? <laughs> it just got pushed back, pushed back, and I got into doing other things. And then, yeah, you're right. I, it's it's a format that I really like. Um, you know, we're just doing them audio now. I don't have a problem with doing video podcasts, but for me, they're the the most useful tool when it's just audio. When you can just sit down, because you, like I said, you can be doing other things. You can be cooking dinner or driving down the road. So I'm like you. Podcasts are kind of a readily digestible, good source of information, and they range anywhere from you know outdoor pursuits to camping, hiking, hunting, and stuff to you know self help. So you can they're they're kind of a, and they're nice that they can be longer form, and from a technical aspect, they're not near as um, time consuming to to produce right well i think once you get the the system down and stuff and you're right we would be having these great conversations and it just for me it was just a way really to to kind of get the get information out and you know share with people because in the last probably five or six years i've that's what i've felt that you know from a creative as a as an author as a writer as you know i need to you can be the best writer or artist in the world but nobody ever sees the work what's the use and you know with demands on time for family and work and all those things podcasts just seem to be a readily available way to get to get the information out i mean even writing can you know take is a process to get all the editing done and all that stuff but podcasts seem sort of more almost a little more personal right you know they can have that little more of a hear a person's voice and i love audiobooks as well too i think sometimes i enjoy consuming you know, books more in audio format sometimes than I do in, you know, an actual, you know, sitting down with a paper book and reading it. So here, and especially, and my favorite audio books are the ones where, you know, the author reads it. And I find that especially cool because then you're, you know, it's the person doing it. So, and podcasts are kind of that in, in bite-sized form. And I think it's just a, a great opportunity. And, you know, also as a self-published author, I've come to understand that, you know, podcasts can be a great way to share my other work or where to access my other work or, you know, how to get into the books because I do that. You know, I'm, I'll be listening to something and I'll hear, you know, a guest on a podcast. And I'm like, oh, that sounds really interesting. I, I got to check his his or her book out and then I'll go and it's a great book, but I never would have never would have accessed it if, had I not heard them, you know, being interviewed. So there's that aspect to it. I've never I'm the world's worst like self-published author because if you're self-published the only person to market your material is yourself and I'm a terrible marketer I don't like doing it I always feel like I don't know it just bothers me doing it but if I mention it in the podcast and you know we start talking about those things then that's it just somehow seems easier to digest it's like I'm not selling I'm just sharing and podcasts for me make that a little bit easier and I think the last thing too is you know I just we spoke about this when we were talking about the podcast I need a new challenge and for me um, interviewing people is a skill I would like to improve. I don't think I'm very good at it. I th- it's a skill that I would like to improve and, and try and get better at because I think it would help me in in many, many pursuits, even, you know, my personal life and my personal journey. Um, and it's, so I think, you know, podcasting and as we grow this thing and turn it into something and we get guests on here, it'll, it'll be a fun way to do it, um, to learn how to interview somebody, right? Because, if it goes terribly wrong and you're the worst interviewer ever, just don't publish that podcast, right? Like, oh, well, it was a good shot, you know? But now I think part of the the 
what took so long to get the podcast going was if it was just me, there was no accountability. So I appreciate you, you know, coming up with the idea and then put, cause now there's accountability. Like if we text and I say, Hey, we're going to do something Monday morning, you know, you, there's two of us now, right? It's not just me. I'd be like, oh, I'll do 10 other things and I'll get around to that Monday afternoon. And then it never happens, right? So having that, that, that accountability would be even better. I think that will even grow as you start, as we start to invite guests and have other people, right? Cause you can't ask somebody to share an hour or whatever of their time and then not show up. It's kind of rude. <laughs> you, know? you know, one of the things that I really enjoy about podcasts and this is not about us, but in general. So they say that um, you are the sum total of the, you know, relatively mm-hmm. the five people you spend right. the most time with. Right. Uh, one of the things I think is pretty amazing about technology about podcasts is um you know sam harris just for instance or joe rogan or any of these there's so many people that have these like lex freeman they have Mm -hmm. these amazing podcasts you uh could listen to them enough that they're one of the five people you spend the most time with and they don't even know you uh so you can actually pick and choose and you know because they just don't you know, like Sam Harris, it's not like you could go hang out with that guy and be one of his close buddies and him, mm-hmm. like personally, just because his life is so busy and he's famous and he's doing all these things. But like the information that's being put out there is like you can actually pick and choose now some really high level intellectual people that could be part of your top five people that you're spending that time with. You know, and I don't mean that like, oh, great, like people are going to now get to, we're going to be that for people but just podcasts in general, you know, uh, cause there's only so much time in the day and you can only talk to so many people and have so many relationships with people. It's just another um, awesome way to get that information out there and for other people to kind of, you know, hear the ideas and, and be a part of that, that community. Of yeah. Network. Yeah, it is. And yeah, I totally agree with you. You can, you know, it works, it works like a book, but it's much more convenient. Right. Because you like I said you can put on a podcast and you can, you know, you can listen to it while you're doing other things, which is why, like, you know, I, I video podcasts are awesome. I just I think I just almost prefer the audio ones. Right. Because, you know, if it's really a concept such that you need graphs and charts and diagrams, I'm not entirely sure the podcast is the best, um, you know, the best medium for that. I think there's there's other better mediums for that that, you know, could be. And you're right, you can, you know, it's, that's the wonderful part about, um, what's the old story, Zeno of Citrium was basically considered the founder of um, Stoicism, right? It always goes back to philosophy here, but, so he shipwrecks in Athens, his, his family's a famous uh, trading family, I believe he's from somewhere, what we would consider now Turkey, um, but I forget the name of the ancient country, but anyway, he shipwrecks in Athens, and, uh, and he decides to go to the, the Oracle of Delphi to get a prophecy, All right? So he does, and he goes up there and it does, goes what is basically meditation. And, and his, um, his prophecy from the Oracle was that he needed to speak with the dead. That's, that's what he walked away with. And he's spent a long time thinking about, man, what, speak with the dead? Like, what, am I supposed to be some kind of medium or some channel? And then it dawned on him that when you read books, you're speaking with the dead. Right. The author might be have gone for centuries, but you're having that conversation with them, you know, and, and from that, he really started to pursue uh, 
philosophy and, and the writing and the written words and basically started the school of stoicism so that reading and I think podcasts are like the modern version of that right you know you can listen to a, a podcast not necessarily that somebody's you know gone and passed on but you know like I said you can hang out with Sam Harris or some or Joe Rogan for two three hours you know without you know and it's and it's and it's neat that way it's I think it's better that it's in voice as opposed to reading it well sometimes I'll listen to an author and they'll talk about their book and then I feel like I got enough information about the book. Mm-hmm. I don't even need to go read it. But then sometimes it piques my interest right. enough that I'll then be like, oh, you know what? I actually want to check that out and hear more about mm-hmm. that particular topic. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's, I've gotten hooked up or turned on to so many different things through podcasts, you know, just, and it's one of the best pieces of advice I ever got in my college career was I had, I took a lot of geology courses because I, I needed the science credits and I just find geology interesting. And I, the professor was, I think he had two PhDs and a couple of master's degrees. He was way overeducated, right? And he admitted it, but um, he, gave, he said, he said this, this from a man that had multiple advanced degrees, he said, the best form of education is to read. And he said, when you read, you read wide and then read deep. And what he meant was like, consume all kinds of things, all different kind of materials. And then when you find something that's really interesting, just dive right down into the rabbit hole. Just go right into it until you're tired of it and then read wide again. And it's sort of the like consumption for books and podcast theory that I've used. It's like I'll listen to all different kinds of things. And then when I there'll be one little thing in there that I'll pick up on like, oh, that's it. And I'll just go down that rabbit hole, find all the information I can on it. Sometimes it lasts for months. Sometimes it lasts for a week. Uh, you know, sometimes it's not what I thought it would be. And then you come back out and you start listening to it all. And podcasts are a great low cost, low commitment way to basically read wide or experience wide right because i can get on you know apple podcasts and sort through how many thousands of free you know podcasts and say oh that looks interesting and you listen for 10 minutes like no that wasn't very interesting (laughs) but i haven't lost anything right a little bit of my time but not you know not that much or you might get on that podcast and go man that was really cool and it launches you down that rabbit hole one of the things that i I've been thinking about that I find a little bit almost dangerous about podcasts. And this is the other aspect is like an overconsumption, right? Where I just, for instance, I'll use Joe Rogan because he's like the gorilla in the world of podcasting. So I'll listen to an episode and it's a scientist and he's on there for three hours and he's just putting out all this information. And he has these beliefs and these views and these experiments that he's done and these social studies and whatever. I'll listen to it for three hours and I'm convinced by the end of the podcast, this guy knows what he's talking about and he's got the information. And like I now kind of adopt some of his beliefs because I'm like, this guy is in my mind, listening to him, this guy is correct. But ask me to tell you any of the, the stats or the facts about anything that he brought up in the scientific and the literature and the research right so now i have a belief with no actual like evidence mm-hmm. right so now i'm walking around the world with this belief and then i find someone who has the opposite belief and they don't believe that and i kind of am like i'm 
I'll feel pretty like justified in my belief and be like, you know, oh, and then they'll they'll poke at it, but it's just paper. Like they poke right through it because I can't actually back up the fact because after listening to that podcast, I didn't go do any research into what this guy was talking about. I went and listened to another podcast and now I have another belief from some other three hour podcast and there's so much information and then I'll jump into some other podcasts and this and that and all these different people that I'm like, wow, this guy actually, and I'm on board and I believe what they're talking about, but there's not enough time. This guy is talking from 20 years experience doing research, but I find it almost dangerous to, um, I have like these hollow beliefs that aren't my experience because I have not done the research and I don't have any actual information or stats to back it up. Yet I'm walking around in the world and I feel a little bit like bristly against the people who don't have that belief. And I'm like, get a little frustrated. I'm like, well, you should just go listen to this three hour podcast. You'll believe too. You know, like that's, I'm like, wait a second. Like how much information and how much, like you can only fit so much and it's like I just see that I've kind of like some of these opinions become my opinion yet I can't actually back them up and it's a little bit uh it could be a little bit dangerous especially in similar relationships with other people who have opposing views and maybe they have spent a bit more time in thought on some of these things so and you just kind of feel like lost like you can't even explain why you feel that yeah way. it's sort of like almost like a recency bias right like we always tend to lean towards the information that's most recent right like because it's it's fresh in your mind and and it's the old just because it's on the internet or on a podcast doesn't mean it's true right <laughs> you and i can make a podcast about anything and you know someone could just assume it's true so yeah having that that non-check back i think a longer form that's what i like about longer form formats as opposed to like the two minute youtube video is that you can get a basis right um you know for while you might not have the research to back it up yourself for your own opinion, you can at least know that the person that's speaking in a longer form, you know, has some there, but you're right. You can just, um, you can, you can go down that pathway and like, because it's the danger is because it's so long form and because it's so convincing that it then be, just gets adopted right into your belief system without any fact checking. Um, and this. Well, one of the tools that I actually just started, uh, utilizing recently is there's a there's a good friend of mine used to be a roommate and uh, we've been sharing different podcasts or different it could be whatever uh and then we have a phone we'll both listen to it and then we have a phone call afterwards mm-hmm. and then we discuss it because I, I i find and it's you know to teach is to actually understand and to learn you know it's like you want to actually retain information go share it with someone else and share that so like if i listen to a three hour long podcast or just even a book right but then i don't actually go talk about it and i just pick up the next book then that information is not actually being retained and in my experience i might get little pieces and parts that continue to convince me but if i go and have that conversation with someone afterwards and say oh what'd you think about this and then hear their ideas kind of fish out their ideas and in mind in that back and forth and we discuss the ideas and the topics that happened in that episode or whatever then then it becomes you know more concrete in my head of like that belief structure of why or how yeah and that also when you start to bounce those ideas off somebody else then you can you can start to validate some of the the points or or 
or disvalidate them, right? Or not, you know, you can say, well, this guy said this, but then somebody might bring up something. Yeah, but what about this? And then it kind of allows you to consume it a little bit better. And I think that, you know, that the, I love how like NPR sometimes do, they don't really call them podcasts. I guess you can call anything a podcast, but when they do interviews on hot button topics, things that are a little bit controversial, they always do a great job of having opposing viewpoints on at the same time, right? Which is, I think is a great model, right? Because then as the listener, I can hear one side of the story and then I can f- listen to the, the opposite side of it. And then I can draw my own conclusions from in between there. So I find that when I, when I'm like you, I listen to something and if it's something that really interests me, the way I'll gather information about it is to find a podcast, somebody with a totally opposite view or find a source of information, whether it be a podcast or a book or an interview or whatever, where it's the total opposite, right? Because it's the, I'm after the golden mean, right? If you have extreme on one side and the other opposite view on the other side, somewhere in the middle on that spectrum is, is the truth, right? Or at least a, a valid perspective. So maybe that's something we need to keep in mind as we you know move forward with this podcast. If we do start to talk about things that could be considered controversial or have many different viewpoints, make it a point to have either two guests on at the same time that have different viewpoints or interview one at a time both sides of the issue. Right. So one, mostly so you and I can explore the issue and, and enjoy it. And, but two, then share that with somebody else. Right. Because yeah. I think, you know, going back to the motivations of making a podcast or anything, it, I just want to make a podcast that I think needs to be out there in the world and, and have fun with it. And hopefully, you know, other people will, will grab along with it, too. And I think the other thing that can be sort of interesting with podcasts and the trap that I fall into is I used to listen a lot to um Tim Ferriss, right? And it's a great podcast, right? Interviews these fascinating people. But if you listened for like a month straight and you made a list of, you know, things you should do first thing in the morning to guarantee success and you did every one of them religiously, you would, you wouldn't get anything done till lunch. So it's like, how do you know? How do you know? I had to stop listening because it was like too much. Like there was just like I was overwhelming myself. Like oh, I gotta try this. Oh, that sounds great. I gotta try that. But I didn't try the other one to, you know, to figure it out. You know, like if you try ten different things and it works, how do you know which one worked? And that was my problem with those. So I had to kind of ease back on that a little bit. It was almost too much information to you know, kind of learn to pick and choose. Yeah, I heard recently that there was a guy, Sada Guru, he's like, a, you know, this is Indian uh, guru guy. And he was talking about how he doesn't read a lot of books on spirituality. Uh, and his reasoning was really interesting because he said that the only thing that can happen, and, and this is kind of also from, uh, I get the same feeling with some podcasts is they're good for inspiration, mm-hmm. right? And you can get inspired, but once you're inspired, put the book down and go put mm-hmm. action in because all that happens is you just get inspired and then you just, uh, you know, if you don't put in the action and all it is, is inspiration, there's no change mm-hmm. that comes from that. So it's the same thing. So it's, I just, I had a realization of like, wow, all these books that I read and these podcasts, I've become addicted to inspiration just over and over again. Oh, I'm, I'm so inspired. This is awesome. I'm going to do this thing first thing in the morning. And then I read the next thing and it's like, I don't fall through with the thing that I had 
decided I'm going to do because I was so inspired because now I'm inspired mm. about this next thing. And there's just so much inspiration out there that, you know, it's what you were talking about. It's like the have like the wide view and then it's like bring it in and go deep, you know. So when I've been working on that and just particular aspects of my life being like, okay, here's this one thing mm. that I'm going to incorporate, you know, like I'm going to 15 minutes of silent meditation in the morning and that's going to be like, the thing that I focus my attention and energy on. Right yeah, now. I found what I've learned and the technique I'll use is um, I'll start if I like a new idea, get inspired to try something or something to do. I'll start. I won't implement it right away. I'll wait a little bit and start to look for synchronicities in life. Right. If it starts popping back up again. So if there's a list of five things that I'd like to try that sound like they could really be helpful, no matter what it be, whether it be from meditation to drinking more water. I'll just kind of let them stew in the back of the brain and then look for those synchronicities. Like if meditation keeps coming up in conversations or if, you know, just you pick up the book that's piled on the bedstand and it's like, oh, that's on meditation. Train myself to look for those. And then maybe that's the idea that I should, I, I kind of focus on for a little bit and, and give it a test trial. And then if it works, you know, you know, do it. If it doesn't work, then move on, which is one of my favorite authors in the fitness world is Dan John and Dan John is a power lifter discus thrower just wrote some some great great books and he has a really good way of um of expressing himself he's also a, a professor of like comparative literature and things so he has a philosophy background but you know he's he's where I got that from like if you try 10 different things to improve your health all at once how are you gonna know if which one worked so he says try them one at a time and then you know, for physical pursuits, it's important. We talked about it last time about keeping a journal, but you can, you know, because then you can know if it actually works. Like, did it improve? Did your did your lifting improve? Right? Did your cardiovascular endurance improve? Did your weight go down? Whatever it might be. Um, but I think the same could be done. You know, if you try something new, get inspired, and then take action on it. You kind of need to track it a little bit. You know, well, I don't know what that. You know. If you do try 15 minutes of silent meditation a day and you try it for two weeks straight, at the end of the two weeks, what changed? You know, how, how would you track that? Come up with a way. Because really, if, it, if you can't measure it, it you, can't, you can't gauge it, right? And, but for something personal like meditation, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a hard, cold fact. If you just feel better doing it, hey, there's a win, right? You know? But if you're like, if you're sitting there going, oh, man, I got to do my 15 minutes of meditation. Like, yeah, maybe that's not it. You know? Well, meditation is one of those things where if you're doing it for anything besides the idea just to meditate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. I heard that recently. Where it's like, if you're doing it because I want to have mm. more peace throughout the day. It's like, no, nope, mm. that's not the point. It's like all, if you're doing it for anything besides the simple fact of exactly. meditation. Right. Uh, we're doing it this, you know, you got your Yeah, it's very it's very backwards. Taoism like that. It's very much like the Tao, like the just like it's good because it's not good. <laughs> you know, it's like it gives you peace because it yeah. doesn't give you peace. Like what? Yeah, but that's kind of the way it works. But I think that like I said, when you, you find that inspiration you decide to take action, then you have to kinda of limit it. Right? You have to if you try ten different things, you'll never know which one works. But then find a way to track it too. Right, so I, you know, is it is it helping? Well, I had that experience on a almost like a, a an extreme scale, or just maybe higher consequences, or or not. But the uh, 
you know, having had autoimmune diseases where you're uh, sick and then it takes time to heal and then you come up and there's 10 different supplements to take and it's like, well, which ones? And then there's diet and then there's sleep and there's cold showers and mm -hmm. there's so many things for health that you can really start to, it's like, all right, cool. I just spent $1,500 on supplements and I'm taking all of them and I get better. But like, do I continue or I didn't get better? And it's like, did one of them stop the other ones? Is one of them making things worse? And it's, you know, uh, so really slowing down and being present and, and practicing patience. It's like, all right, I'm going to do mm -hmm. this one thing. And I'm not an instant gratification yeah. guy. I want it now. I want to get better. I want to feel this. Like, you know, I want, I want mm -hmm. what I want and I want it now. And uh, so to have be forced into that practice of patience and trying this and seeing how this works and just continuing along that path would is uh it was difficult but i've you know i've broken my diet down and supplements to where there was points years ago where it was like i was living on boiled chicken and boiled carrots and like started from that simple place and then it was like after 10 days of this you can add in mm -hmm. an egg and then you know or you could start to have some gelatin with grape jelly in it or, you know like grape juice and make your own jello or just really simple and it's like breaking down the supplements to the really safe ones and building the health on that it's like a really hmm. difficult practice but it's you know definitely proved to be useful in a lot of oh yeah like i said life. especially with health because nobody wants to be sick or feel sick and you want instant results and you know you could go down the path of you know modern medicine is all about instant results but does it cure anything but it's another another story for another time it's just but i think especially when it comes to health yeah. journeys yeah. or personal journeys i think the power of the podcast too is that story right um you might you know, sometimes I, I listen to podcasts or just dif different mediums, whether it be podcasts or read a book or something. And it's just it's helpful in the fact to hear somebody else's story because it makes you feel less alone if it's a similar story to your own. You know, if you tell that story about when you basically took your diet down to boiled chicken and boiled carrots, somebody might be listening and go, yeah, I, I was there, too, at that point. You know, and it's I thought I was the only person going through this struggle. And I think that's one power of an easily you know, consumable, readily available thing like a podcast is just to share those stories, right? And just to, to, you know, if you get a piece of information or a nugget of information out of it, yeah, that's great. Something new to try. But I think just knowing that other people are going through it, right? Understanding that there's a story behind everybody's eyes and having a forum that that story can come out and that you can, can listen to it can be, make you feel less alone in this world. And uh, sometimes that, that is a, an impotence for change too right like you know i'm not the only i'm not the only poor guy that had to eat boiled chicken and carrots for three months until i figured until i gotta have an egg you know <laughs> like you know it's like it's somehow you know misery loves company maybe that's what it comes down to but knowing that other people have had similar struggles can make your own struggle at any given point seem more tolerable or more accepting or you know just talking with uh you know or with Dwayne you know, in his recovery process and his alcoholism, you know, he, Dwayne does, you probably knew, but Dwayne was adopted and uh, in a, his birth father has passed away 
but he's met his birth mother, and she was extremely young when he was born, so she's still around. But what Dwayne discovered about his birth father is that he too was an alcoholic, and he too struggled for a very, very long time, but eventually he turned his life around, went into full recovery, and then dedicated his life to helping other people recover from alcoholism. And in talking with Dwayne, he found a great deal of inspiration and motivation and almost justification in his own story, in his own recovery, because he knew that his father, his birth father, who he was related to, you know, half the genetics, he knew that it could be done. And, uh, and he knew that it was, and it was interesting to see that. And it's, I think from that's, you know, in the last five to six years, that's one story that I know from, you know, a mutual friend of ours that's, I really, really exemplified that power of story, right? You know, just to know that a man that he had never met, never experienced, was only just related to by blood and genetics, but to, to hear his story and, and to be able to compare it to his own story and his own struggles and say, yeah, you know, like my father, you know, my birth father went through this as well too. And it, and it gave him strength and motivation, which was, was interesting. That, I think that's the power of story. And I think podcasts, podcasts leverage that power of story very well. Oh, I would love, I, I love to talk to Dwayne because he, um, you know, he became a Buddhist monk for like two weeks. You know that he went like yeah, that. I would love to hear about that experience. And we'll have to get Dwayne on. I think that would be a great conversation to have Dwayne come on. And, well, so he's been sending me, he sends me uh, a message every morning on Facebook of like his gratitude and, you know, just where he's at. And then, uh, and I love the videos that he makes and the montage collab like pictures with the words over he's been doing that forever but he's uh he's elk hunting right now and i'm like dude that is on my list of like bucket list thing that i need to do i had a uh, a pretty wild experience with uh him in costa rica which i'll actually i'll shape i'll save for the podcast which uh it was it was like you you got i had the chills the whole time i was like i couldn't but like the synchronicities that lined up of me like going and staying with that it was just it was really profound but we'll definitely we'll save that that story for once he's on the once he's on it sounds like hey, we sounds like i have to get in touch with him see what his availability is and we can get him on for a, for a guest for a guest interview it'd be fun it'd be fun it'd be real good Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again in the next episode.